Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, 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 this is it. This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Delaney, so what? It's another Tune Machine. Um, We gave away the chart that this is going to cover in the last episode. So um, for us to get the random pop blob to read it out is going to be a fallacy because we know already what it is. But we'll get him to read it out anyway, because we're like listening to his voice, won't we? So, um, random blob, do open your, your gob, gob, tell us how, how to, to do, do our, our job. job. Which chart is it, random pop blob? 4th of November, 1977. Wow, 77. Are. What a year. I was only two in 1977. Were you? And yet having cast my eye across this chart, so many of these songs are not just familiar to me, but also have an emotional place in my heart. Yeah. So I think that you absorb that. I had older brothers who would have been listening to music in the house all of the time from an early mm-hmm. age. And I think that you do just absorb music from a very, very early age. Yeah, I mean, um, pretty much the top 10 of this is pretty much all what is now regarded as classics. That's yeah, I would say so. Songs. I mean, I- I actually, when we selected this, or when it was selected by the blob originally on a previous episode, mm. I read through it and I sent it um, to my brother, Theo, host of the Life Goals, Excellent Life Goals podcast, because he's 10 years older than me. He would have been 12 and oh, really heavily he'd into his, music at he'd this time. He would have been time. in his pop-pomp. Exactly, and I saw the chart. And you know what? I just It made me think of him. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I've got to send this to Theo to get his feedback and it, I was right he said yeah that's that is a chart that has a massive massive place in my heart and yeah, my mind definitely. It's a great and so chart. many different he pointed out that there's such a mix of genres in this one so I mm. think this is a really I mean I don't think anything will ever beat the time when we did that 1984 chart and we had to do at least two episodes on it <laughs> yeah because 1984 was the best year for music but fuck me this has got the lot in here, hasn't it? It has. Well, I mean, let's just get stuck in and we'll do a chart rundown. Um, yeah. And then we'll start picking nuggets out of it. So here we go then uh, with the top 40 on the 4th of November, 1977. At number 40, it's a chart entry. Rockotto, boogie on up. At number 39, it's down nine places for George Benson, the greatest love of all. Straight in at 38, a young gang of ruffians calling themselves The Jam. With modern world, I don't much like the modern world, mate. Don't about you. Think it's all gods of pop. Uh, they can keep it. At thirty-seven, <laughs> it's darts with Daddy Cool. <laughs> Down four to thirty-six, Pratt and McLean. Happy days. 
<laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> he bloody is as well. We've had him in here before. Uh, at number 35, up nine places, it's Stella Parton with The Danger of a Stranger. <laughs> Charlie at 34, Belfast, Boney M. Huh. Wouldn't like at to go there, mate. It's a new entry for that scouse nerd, Elvis Costello. He's watching the detectives. <laughs> Up six to thirty-two, the Commodores and Brickhouse <laughs> slash Sweet Love. <laughs> in a, at thirty-one, down twelve places. Eight. It's Patsy Gallant. Eight. It's Patsy Gallant. <laughs> what? From New York to LA. Hell of a trip. Hell of a gal. Um. Down 11 at 30, the recently dead Elvis Presley. Ironically, way down. It's just where he is now. Nothing down but the ground. food now, but he'll still be the king to me forever. <laughs> at 29, it's Tina Charles with love. Bug, I caught one of those once on a uh, trip in my youth to Greece. Yeah. Wasn't pleasant. I think I could just get a jab now and get it dealt with quite quickly. <laughs> It felt like pissing through broken glass for a month afterwards. Still, it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Down one at 28, Mary Mason with Angel of the Morning and Any Way That You Want Me. Well, that was what that Greek girl said and look where I ended up. Uh, (laughs) At 27, turn to stone, said the electric-like orchestra. (laughs) I bet you hope your cock had turned to stone after what happened to you, mate. <laughs> I tell you what, it was stone that day, but not for much longer. It was more like blamange. <laughs> Down 12 to 26, the emotions, best of my love. Santana's at 25 with She's Not There. Going up one place to 24, it's David Bowie with Heroes. I don't think we'll hear much from that song again. 23, the Baron Knights with Live in Trouble. Up 14 to 22, it's the Bee Gees. How deep is your love? I don't want to find out. 21, I believe I believe you, says Dorothy Moore. I feel as if she's trying to say, but millions wouldn't. <laughs> Up one at 20, Nazareth with an EP, which they're calling Hot Tracks. Great name for a band. I remember yesterday, claims Donna Summer at number 19, although with the amount of drugs being taken on the disco scene in New York, I doubt that, Donna. (laughs) Still at number 18. They're not really a singles band, but they're rocking the charts with this. It's Wondrous Stories by Yes! At 17, from here to eternity, from Giorgio. Down seven at number 16, Danny Mirror with I Remember Elvis Presley. (laughs) He's only been dead a month, Danny. We all remember him. He's still in the ruddy charts. Uh, at number 15, it's those boys, Roxy Music with Virginia Plain. Down two at 14, the Stranglers, no more heroes. At number 13, it's those Geordie Lads Smokey with Needles and Pins. Down two places at number 12, it's Mecco with Star Wars theme. I saw that <laughs> Star Wars film. I didn't think much of it. I don't think we'll be hearing much more of it. Absolutely bloody ridiculous. Bunch we'll of robots forgotten. speaking to each other and spaceships. I hated it. At number 11, Black Betty by Ram Jam. Up one at number 10, the Carpenters. They're trying to get in touch with the aliens this week, calling occupants of interplanetary craft. At number nine, um, now, we weren't even allowed to mention the name of this band because they're disgraceful hooligans, 
But at the last minute, we've had a call from Sir Marmaduke Hussey saying that uh, we're obliged to mention that at number nine this week, it's Holiday in the Sun by the Sex Pistols. We'll not mention the fact that the opening lyric mentions the concentration camp Belson then. <laughs> Up seven at number eight, Tom Robinson with two, four, six, eight. Motorway. At number seven, it's Hutch himself, David Soul with Silver Lady. Up well, we've Black Betty and Silver Lady. Bloody hell, what's next? Golden Gloria? <laughs> Up seven at number six, it's uh, Queen, or as I like to call them, Sparks for Cunts, with uh, <laughs> We Are the Champions. Whatever happens to songs about White Wendy? That's what I want to know. Well, that's Britain, I suppose. At number five, Rocking All Over the World by Status Quo. Now, there's a real band. Down two at four, Black is Black by La Belle Epoque. And number three, you're in my heart, says Rod Stewart. Yeah, you and about a dozen other chicks. <laughs> Lucky bastard. Down one at number two, Bakara. Yes, sir, I can boogie. <laughs> I just don't want to at the moment. <laughs> just don't feel like it. <laughs> and at number one, it's the sexy Swedes themselves, Abba, with name of the game. There it is. What Fuck a chart. now. What a fucking chart. There is, it, is, is it, all sorts going on in there. It's, I think start at number one because I think that might have a shout at being Abba's best song. Um, I, I, it's certainly I, up there with SOS. I, it, it, I mean, I struggle to think of a best song for Abba because there's just so many. It probably changes mm. from day to day. That's definitely up there, though. That was the one that the Fuji sampled as well, wasn't it, for... Um, I've forgotten which one it was now. It was the it was the Rumble in the Jungle track they did. Ah. I think they sampled the name of the game. And ABBA don't let people sample their stuff as a as a rule. So really? they had to ask special permission of ABBA. Like they had to send a letter to ABBA, care of Sweden. Mm. And mm. it was delivered by hand to Bjorn and Benny, who control mm. these things because they're the men. Yeah. Um they're the men of the house. And don't they, bother with the chicks. They, they didn't write just, bloody send their heads spinning. As soon as you start talking to them about figures, it sends their pretty little heads spinning. They get their weekly wage packet and they're glad of it. <laughs> we get them their housekeeping. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> they're our wives. <laughs> That's probably what the marriages were all about. Some kind of money-saving scheme. So, yeah, uh, Fuji's had to write a letter to Abba and Abba granted them uh, permission to, to sample it. And it was the same with Madonna when she did Hung Up, wasn't it? Well, she sampled Abba. She sampled them all. Oh, yeah. Man After Midnight, that is, isn't gimme, it? Gimme, gimme, yeah. So, because, um, yeah. of course, the KLF, um, when they were still the Justified Ancients of Moo Moo in about 1987, put an album out, which was just riddled with samples from all over the place. And one of them just had a massive Abba sample in it, and they were ordered to destroy all the copies. Benny and Bjorn have gone their way round. They're not yeah. fucking happy. Yeah, We want a copy for ourselves. One each. First of all. Yeah. Destroy all the others. All the others are dead. Dead meat. And yeah. so are you, mate. Hello, it's Benny out of Abba here. Yeah, that's right. Benny. <laughs> <laughs> you know which one yeah. I am? Guitaro, piano? No, you don't, uh, do you? It's impossible <laughs> to tell now because we look not the even same. I, not even I know, but that's not important. We've both got well, a I fucking know, beard now. It? Me and Bjorn are coming round to fucking kick you square in the fucking bollocks if you keep on using our souls without permission. <laughs> so I don't think there's very many other samples that have been used. But uh, 
That's the name of the game. It. Fucking love this song, mate. It's brilliant, it's, isn't it? Some of this, yeah, I mean, like you say, so many of their songs are I've exceptional. Got a, I've got a theory, right? You, you indulge me if you want. Because um, a lot of people regard the Beatles as being the high watermark in pop music in terms mm. of them being loved by the masses. But I think ABBA's overtaken them in the last 20 years. Yeah. I think if, if you were to put um, a musical full of Beatles songs and a musical full of ABBA songs, the ABBA one's going to sell more tickets, I reckon. Which, of course, they already have done. It's easier to get kids into ABBA than the Beatles. I yeah, mean, definitely. You know, kids kind of respond to the Beatles when you play mm. their young certain songs. But, you know, I mean, but there are a lot of similarities. I would say the Beatles probably influenced ABBA. I don't know a huge amount about ABBA's genesis and influences, but I would imagine that the Beatles was their number one influence. If you listen to the, the melodies and harmonies they use are... From the Lennon and McCartney playbook. Well, you'd say that, but maybe not. Not in the early days. They were they were influenced a lot by um, German kind of a low rent German brand of pop music called Schlager music. Whoa! Yeah, I'm get getting fucking back into that straight fucking, away. Yeah, I've heard best, enough. Best of Schlagers going on the Spotify after this, and mm. um, because it was stuff that was just always a hit in Germany and around Europe. The kind of right. stuff that we would we sophisticated British people would laugh at really in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, exactly. But they kind of took that yeah. and they also nicked quite a bit of stuff from classical music as well. Mm. Some from uh I can't yes, name you can any, hear that, can't you? Yeah. But you know, refrains from like really popular classical composers and stuff like that. But I mean they'll have been in the Beatles as well because every fucker was in the Beatles. But uh I think I think now you look back, more people probably regard ABBA as being the, the best pop group of all time than they do the Beatles. And I say that as a Beatles fan. I say that as a Beatles I mean, yeah, fan. If it was, I mean, given a choice, I'd always choose the Beatles over them for sure. But, you know, there's another band in this chart who feature in this chart who I would say, when you talk about the greatest pop bands and the best songwriters ever, are right up there. Is it the Bee Gees, Sam? It's the Bee Gees. It's the fucking Bee Gees. It is. And that's, yeah. I guess, why this is such a special chart here that we've mm. stumbled across because, you know... And uh, there's the kind of... There's that crossover between the old and the new as well. You've got your likes of ABBA and then the Bee Gees and groups that were big in the 70s, Roxy Music, the yeah, Yellow... And then you've got the jam. And then you've and got the jam coming in, yeah, and you've got... Um, what was the other one? Sex that, Pistols. Elvis Costello, watching the Stranglers. detectives. yeah. But I mean, like like Theo said, there's so many different genres and different um, groups in different eras of their careers. Yes, I, yes, we're in the charts. Fucking hell! I don't think Yes released many singles. But it, I'm just reading about the history of the song "Name of the Game." It, it's working title. What it was first called when they wrote it was "A Bit of Myself," oh. which it's a bit of myself. Bit of myself. Opening riff on bass and synthesizer inspired by Stevie Wonder's I Wish from Songs in the Key of Life. Fucking hell, they're not playing games, are they? Influenced by Stolen. Yeah. (laughs) He gets stolen a lot as well, doesn't he? So we've got Abba there, name of the game. Um, Number one. I don't know how long it stayed at the top. It'll have been a few weeks, I think. Yeah, four weeks at number one. Um... Yeah, 
I remember getting Yes Sir I Can Boogie, which is at number two. Um, not at this era, obviously, because I was too young. But years later in the 90s. Samuel, being too in- young for Yes Sir I Can Boogie. You're only two. Yeah, but please, man, I'm ready to boogie. <laughs> no, Samuel, it will be bad for you. You'll wet yourself again. <laughs> uh, you don't have sufficient bladder control yet for boogieing. To boogie. And plus, I'm fed up of this whole boogie thing that's been going on for years now. When will it end? <laughs> it's not good for the youth. Boogieing. Um, you'll get pregnant, you know, if you boogie too hard. But I'm a boy. <laughs> and I'm only two. Yes, well, science is science. Oh, Talking about um, uh, boys getting confused about things, I just uh, it might be worth just real quick talking about um, uh, a friend of the show, mm. Anna, who you know, mm-hmm. Anna, not my Anna, but Anna from Manchester, mm-hmm. you know her. Mm-hmm. She uh, just, uh, I don't think she'll mind. I'm not, you know, naming the names or anything, but she told me that her, <laughs> se- she she got in touch yesterday to tell me something that her son, who I think is. Six said, right. um, let me just say it's very important. Oh, yeah, he said, Do you know that girls used to be boys until they had until they had their willies cut off? Whoa. Yes, she goes, Really? He goes, Yeah, it happened in the Second World War. It's why I call vaginas ghost penises. So <laughs> that's, there you go. That's from the words of a from the mouth of a six year old, is that's it? That's from the mouth of a six year old. He said that. That, that boys had their penises cut off in the Second World War must have been a Hitler initiative. <laughs> one of Hitler's in, one of Hitler's initiatives yeah. was to have everyone's cocks cut off. Cut off everyone's cock! <laughs> <laughs> All the non-Aryans must have their cocks removed. Back Only then can we stop girls. them from breeding. <laughs> Fucking hell. And then he calls them, this kid, he calls them... Ghost vaginas, which Go- I do think ghost? is amazing. So the the girls have got ghost vaginas. No, sorry, ghost penises. Ghost penises. Ghost penises. Yeah, yeah. Wow. their vaginas are called ghost penises, which reminds me of that film Mission Impossible Four, um, <laughs> the ghost ghost protocol. <laughs> the ghost penis Mission protocol. Impossible Five, ghost penis. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you were. Uh, it rejected with that. I Thank just suddenly much. remembered that when we were talking about me being two years old. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Jalapeño. Anyway, I bought the single when I was in Charing Cross Hospital. They used to, weirdly, they had a record store, uh, a stall of secondhand records in the hospital. Um, like you once to a play week. on what? Uh, Did they have I a record my, player as well? I think my mum was in there having, um, she had something on her eye. And it was the, I know when it was, I would have been about 16. So it was the first time I had to spend like a prolonged period at home on my own, feeding myself and so forth, putting myself to bed. Because <laughs> my mum had to go into hospital and everyone else had moved out of the house. <laughs> and so I just had to fend for myself for a week. <laughs> so and, you, were, uh, you were in hospital, so it was like, I've run out of things to say to you, mother. Oh, there's a record stall over there. Thank God Shut for that. Shut up, mother. By the way, are you blind? You better not be blind when you come back home. I'll need you to cook for me. <laughs> I'm going to buy some records from over there. Ah, look, I found an old battered copy of Yes, Sir, I Can Boogie. The very record you wouldn't allow me to buy when I was you two. Well, you can't stop me. me now, you blind old witch. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your bed. I buy it and I'm going to go home and boogie. No one can stop me. The house is mine now. And, and you know what? It's going to torment you because now that you're blind, you'll have an enhanced sense of hearing and you'll be able to hear it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, I remember that week quite well that she was in hospital because, uh, you know, I was a bit obviously put out that I had mm. to look after myself and live alone. It was more the lonely, like living in a house on your own when you're 16 is quite boring yeah. and lonely. And you obviously, don't go out. I, you don't go I fucking went out and got fish cake bullied, didn't I, in the street? <laughs> was it that week? <laughs> no, I don't know. Although it was a similar era. It was a similar era. No, I'd go out, but it was just weird because, like, it's a f- your first experience of sort of like adult life because you'd go out with your mates mm. and then you'd go back to an empty house late mm. at night, which felt kind of strange when you were that age. But anyway. I'm stunned that you just didn't have people around drinking. Every yeah, yeah, we night. did. I did a bit of that. It was only a week. I did a bit of that, but just the being at home. My the yeah. one night, I bumped into Pancho from the Flats's mum, Hanara, okay. in the street, and she was a very kind woman who'd had a very tough life as a result right. of Pancho from the Flats being her son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, and Hanara. I know this sounds really bad, like a racist sort of impression of a Bolivian lady, but this is exactly how she spoke, right? She'd always be on the verge of tears and crossing herself, you know. I I worry for you. You live on on now. And I said, no, not really. She's dead in the hospital for a week. I just got to cut myself a microwave. Um, Cut myself a link cuisine. No, you'll come to mine for dinner. She made me come to her. I say made. She invited me round to the flats for dinner. Um, but it was weird because Pancho was out, so I just had to have dinner with her, and she was quite hard to understand because she was sort of half Spanish, half English all yeah. the time. But fuck me, she got me the biggest fucking fish from the market I've ever seen. It's like <laughs> what you see in cartoons, though. You know, like it wasn't a fillet fish; it was a whole fucking fish with the eyes in and everything. Was it, and was it was it, too big for the plate. I was going to say, was it dangling over the edges of the plate? It was. It was. <laughs> And there was like that, and it was just me and my own like little fucking Lord Fauntleroy up in the flats, right? Coming, yeah. it was all laid out. This fucking gigantic fish she'd got from the market, and all the other trimmings and stuff. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, where, where's Pancho? I he's not here. I don't know where he is." I was like, "Fucking hell, he's let me down here." <laughs> it's just me and Hanara, and I ate this enormous fish, but 
Oh, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't eat fish anymore, but I was never really a big fan of having to eat an entire fish where you have to bone it yourself. I didn't know yeah, where to start, I can't mate. be doing with that at all. It seems like it's an just ordeal. It's a hassle, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want a fucking challenge. I think any food that you can't eat with a spoon, to me, <laughs> is a fucking pain in the ass. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying I only eat spoon feed food, but what I want, to, but if it, I feel as if it, it could be eaten with a spoon yeah. if necessary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Any food that is a challenge where you've got to like deborn it or or yeah. unlo- unlock it somehow is yeah. no good. And also any food, that. any food that's so hot and spicy that it oh. makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, any food that's dangerous, like a Toblerone yeah. or a fucking Vindaloo, nah, nah, mate. A I'm not really... or a Vindaloo, yeah. <laughs> They're in the same category as far as I'm well, concerned. Yeah, yeah, you get people who like say, oh, the hotter the better for me, and they sit there and they're sweating into their fucking eyeballs yeah. and down into their dinner. They go, oh, that's just how I like it. And the, their yeah, fucking no, you face fucking is turning don't, red. Mate. You're, you're not off. proving anything to anyone. You're supposed to enjoy like... your food, not fucking endure it. No fish, no Toberones, no Vindaloos. The rules are very simple. I, t- I should have told Tanara when I got there. Oh, no. What the fuck's this? <laughs> it's a yeah. fish. You know where the rules? A fucking fish. Didn't punch or tell you my rules. No Toberone, no Vindaloo, no fish. Anything else would be fine. <laughs> I mean, oh, I suppose I'll fucking eat it now. I'm, gr- I'm grateful, but uh, I'm not stopping. <laughs> I'm off. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do for you. I'll eat the potatoes and the peas. But the fish, you'll have to give it to a cat if you got one. <laughs> <laughs> so you bought anyway, the Sir I Can Boogie that, in yes, the hospital. Yes, Sir I Can Boogie. I bought it from the hospital record store, and that's, yeah. it brings back all those memories of the fish and so forth. I now really, really want to visit the hospital record store. Yeah, just to good. see what else is on offer there. Do you know what I remember? It's really weird. I remember going there and looking through loads of records, and the two I walked away with were Yes, Sir I Can Boogie mm. and... John Ketley is a weatherman. Wow, by Tribotoffs. Tribotoffs, yeah, I knew you'd know from, who it was by. From Sunderland, them lads. Really? Oh, it's, a good, big, it's a good song, isn't it? It is. They were big Sunderland stars at the time. Were they? And they, and they had their one hit. Yeah, they got on the news and everything. <laughs> did you say that Working Men's Club are from Sunderland? No, I did oh, not. Right. But um, I think they're, are they from Manchester, perhaps? I don't know, but you were saying recently how they were good and then yeah. I went back through my little I make a playlist a month from songs I hear on the radio that I like I note them down in my little book <laughs> I do <laughs> so I got back into music mate because like I just hadn't followed like any modern music years and then two years ago I decided I was going to start but I had to take it quite seriously because if not well you, know, you kind of have to write stuff down because we don't know do. any of these groups anymore yeah, exactly. You don't so, and you have to find yourself using um, what do you call it, Shazam. Yeah. I get Shazam out a lot, and then check yeah. it, and then quickly put it on a playlist or a Spotify. And I can make you do one that a, from Shazam. Can you link that to a Spotify? Playlist? Yeah, you can link straight through. Oh, that's cool. I like that to idea. Spotify, and yeah. then and then you add it to the playlist you once you're in Spotify. Spotify. You can't go direct to this place, but I do one a month, or if not, at a season. Mm-hmm. Winter <laughs> song one. Working men's club. <laughs> Bad blood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I do it all year. Mm. And then at the end, I go back through the playlist and choose my best ones from each playlist and do a 
Playlist of the year. Playlist of the year. And, and that's my system. And I do a little radio show in my bedroom when I do a little countdown of the chart Hello, myself. It's the sadness, DJ Sam, songs of the year. They're the best songs of the year. <laughs> and I don't care what anyone else says, especially the bullies. <laughs> I mean, the Spotify thing this week, you know, you've probably seen it. They've, re- oh, they've yeah. released everyone's, you know, tracks of the year. Come and on then, what was your top listen to song of the year? It was one of the ones on the new Pet Shop Boys album. Do you and know I what mine was? was? Go on, what? Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. <laughs> <laughs> well, my top five, my top five groups were um, in no particular order: New Order, Pet Shop Boys, Prefab Sprout, Prince, and I'm forgetting what the fifth one was. But it was the same five as the last fifteen years. Last year, so, I was know. so proud of my top five that I screen grabbed it and shared it because by just it, it was just like I thought. Well, this looks legitimately cool. And I'm going to share it to try and appear cool to my peers. Yeah. Uh, but this year, it wasn't quite sufficiently cool enough. Right. Because sometimes okay. it'll catch you out. There's no hiding place from that Spotify thing. I mean, I don't know how Hounds of Love became... I don't feel like I've listened to it in an inordinate amount, but... Mm. You might have fallen asleep go. with it on repeat. I know, like yeah. That. I think it might have been one of those situations, <laughs> totally yeah. Well, the Pet Actually, Shop Boys New Order won. was second. The yeah, Pet Shop Boys album is, is my album of the year, apparently, but that's solely because it came out when I was on tour with Bob and I was driving around just listening to it uh, again and yeah. again to get into it. So, you know, yeah. it's not my favourite album of the year, but there you go. Um, yeah. I've also realised... I think the Public Enemy album might be, or that album by Salt, who I think I've mentioned before, who I'm, are I'm, really good. I'm not sure if I like Salt or not. Oh, I, I think them, a little bit of it is kind of like... There's so many different kind of genres going on there. Yeah. And I think it's almost like, look how clever we are and how many different types of music we can do. Mm. And I don't feel emotionally invested in it quite oh, as much as I think but some of the songs, should. though, are so... I sort of see what you mean, but some of the songs are just so fucking... Yeah. Um, but I do think there is a common thread. There's a soulfulness in all of them. Yeah. I'll have even to go when back they change again. Gear. I've only listened a couple of times. It reminds me a bit of Avalanches, that album they did. Oh, well, there was no, so much I don't, going on I don't think it's like that. The avalanches were like a very sort of, um, they were like sort of lots of samples themselves, weren't they? And like yeah, cinematic in that, in that things sense, and stuff like, like that. Lots of different stuff going on. It reminds me a bit of that. Um, yeah. But I, f- I found out through the Spotify thing this week that I'm into a genre of music I didn't even know existed. Was it called Chamber Psych? Chamber Psych. Everyone's yeah, Chamber me Psych too. mad and this I saw week. A few- I saw a few people talking about Chamber yeah. Psych, and then I thought, what's that? And then I saw it was on mine as well. Yeah, it, well, from looking at what I've been listening to, it seems to be like Working Men's Club, Nadine Shah, and um, Baxter Jury. Uh, they seem to be my top so Chamber Psych yeah. acts. Fuck knows what it means. Yeah, fuck knows where I, mine came on. But, um, yeah, mine are Hounds of Love, Ceremony by New Order. I think they were both on the same playlist I made. Show Me More by Girl Ray. Couldn't even sing that song. Fuck knows how that goes. <laughs> Goat Head by Brittany Howard. Rapid Eye by the Orioles. Oh, I love the Orioles. Band from Halifax. I think oh, I told yeah. you I went I went to see them at a concert. <laughs> what, this year? Yes, before lockdown. Oh, my goodness. I actually went out and went to a music concert. <laughs> <laughs> Play up. Could you play louder? I can't hear at the back. <laughs> it's actually cost me £12 to come here, so I'd appreciate it if you played slightly louder. Thank and you. I, and I insist on standing at the back because I want to make a quick getaway once it's over. I don't and want also, to be I trying, need, stuck in a crowd. I don't, 
I want to miss the traffic. And also, I want to take pictures of you. And this is a better angle. <laughs> Hold still, will you? <laughs> Hold still, Orioles. <laughs> Hold still so I can get a shot of all of your faces. <laughs> and I will put it on Instagram. Do you not get out to gigs much nowadays? No, I do not, as it happens, which is why it means so much to me. I used to go to lots of gigs during the 90s. I'm going to film the boon doing my favourite song and leave it on my phone and never watch it again. <laughs> anyway, back to 1977. Uh, I managed to get Scritty Politi tickets this morning that we were talking about earlier oh, in the yeah. week. They went on sale. I'm in the third row from the front. In- in Gateshead, is that? In Gateshead, Sage Gateshead, yeah. Sometime in 2021, don't know when. I assume we'll all be fitting well by then, though. Yeah, uh, you know what, Sam? Dead. We've waffled on, and I'll tell you what, we'll just leave it there. We're, we're going to do a second episode oh, on this chart, surely. Are. Jesus, at least a second episode. We haven't got to fucking Silver Lady. I genuinely want to skip doing We Are The Champions by Queen, because I just can't take how angry and aggressive you become on the subject of Queen. So <laughs> there's no point in going back through that. We can just well, skip no, it. I don't want, want to talk, talk about, about that song. You can. I'll, no, just I don't. Be, I'll just be quiet for a minute. I don't like the song anyway. I don't I don't well, want to. Well, we don't I have like, to talk about it. We don't it, have to talk about I, all the fucking there, songs. There are... Um, I like Under Pressure with David Bowie. And yeah. like other than that, I'm not that bothered. So we won't talk about that. Silver Lady by David Soul. I've just got a strong feeling you'll have a lot to tell me about David Soul and Silver Lady. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, I'll try and, and think something um, extra up, yeah. And, and and obviously there's BG stuff in there. I mean, at 22, we'll go in deeper. But How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees is, I mean, that is in the all-time top 10 ballads. Yeah. Top five ballads. Yeah. Might be the best ballad ever written. Whoa, steady on, mate. I mean, fucking, fucking hell. hell, though. How deep is your love? And it's off the best soundtrack of all time, which is Saturday Night Fever, isn't it? I mean, I'm looking at Happy Days by Pratt and McLean, and I'm wondering, if is that the theme tune from Happy Days? No way. Could it be? Could it be? 1977, I'd but it only, got, it only got as high as number 31. You'd have thought the theme from Happy Days would have got top 10, wouldn't you? What a time to be alive, right? Kids have got all this great music in the chart. So there's cool music that's good, mm-hmm. but then there's very mainstream music that's Schlager, really good as well. You could call it if you like. A, well, the, what I mean is, you got the cool stuff that's a little bit edgy, that's mm. very good, but then the big fucking acts, you got like Abba, Rod Stewart, blah blah, they're good too, right? And and then on top of that, as if your life isn't already fun enough, mm. right? The fucking entertainment in the cinema or on TV is that fucking good that you're going out and buying singles of the theme tunes yeah. as well. Well, it is. I've just looked, and it is the theme from Happy Days, and it only got a number so thirty-one like in the UK. So you like Star Wars and Happy Days, and a song from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. In 1977, if you were a kid, you—I mean, people talk about the 70s and like the winter of discontent and all of this shit, which hadn't happened yet, but was soon going to, right? Mm. And they think, oh fucking hell, what a grim time. Fuck me, not looking at this chart. In oh, terms of like stained, pop culture, music, you're yeah. having the fucking time of your life, you can't. Definitely. And my only remaining question from this chart is whether at uh, number 35, Stella Parton, is she related to Dolly Parton? That's all I want to know. Fucking, fucking hope so. Dolly's fitter sister Whoa. with even bigger knockers. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Stella Parton. Oh, I think she might be. Yeah, of course she is. Right, that's the youngest, like when we did... Um, sister. When we did... What was T.S. Eliot's brother called? 
Ken Elliott. Hello, Ken Elliott Enterprises. Oh, let me guess. You want to buy the rights to one of our kids' fucking poems? Fine. Yeah, that was right, yeah. It's like Ken Elliott and... Um, who was his Abad Kingdom Brunel's brother as well? Kenny Kingdom Kenny Brunel. Kingdom Brunel. They're all called Kenny, yeah. <laughs> I've just remembered everyone's brother's called Kenny. <laughs> right. Kenny Elliott here. How can I help you? Yeah, it's Kenny Kingdom Brunel. I'm thinking what about proposing Italian. <laughs> right, that's mm. it for this one. We'll be back in a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll finish this chart off. I think we'll do a special um, Christmas chart as well for over the Christmas oh. period. As a yeah. bonus treat for what, everyone, like, perhaps. Maybe Band-Aid. Well, well, we'll pick a Christmas chart that was uh, particularly Christmassy. Delve into well, it. That, that year, Band-Aid and, and, and beat and last, last Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that could be a good could one. That Plus, one. that was, let's be honest, that was a fucking good Christmas. Christmas 84, it was. wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah. We'll probably do that then. Um, all right. Andy, did you have a BMX? Just yes or no, I know we're wrapping yes. up, but did you have a BMX? Yes. You did? Yes. All right, we'll discuss this on a future episode. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good day, everyone. Happy listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.